here in this province, the Ontario government set to table a motion to extend the provincial state of emergency until July the 24th. Now, this bill that was tabled yesterday also says that the province will need to keep some emergency measures in place for, how about this, up to a year. Stephen Del Duca is leader of the Ontario Liberals, and he joins us now for more on this on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Mr. Del Duca, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jeff. Thanks for having me on. Well, thanks for being here. Uh, what's your take on this? So we obviously were living in extraordinary times, but is this extraordinary measure, is it too much in your opinion? Well, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. It has been an extraordinary 16 or 17 weeks for the people of Ontario. I think opposition parties, ours included, uh, have done a really good job of working collaboratively with the government. People expect that of their leaders during a crisis moment like this has been. Um, I think what we saw yesterday uh, with the tabling of the particular motion does raise eyebrows. It certainly raises mine about uh, what rationale the government would have for asking for that kind of, I guess I would say, blank check for such a long period of time. When we've been able to navigate the last 16 or 17 weeks, I think collectively as uh, as well as we have, it, it seems like me, uh, sorry, it seems to me like it is uh, a bit unnecessary. We're going to talk about it as a caucus and make an ultimate decision about whether to support the motion or not. But I, you know, I, I don't, it doesn't strike me at first glance as something that's entirely necessary, given how well the legislature has worked throughout the crisis so far. All right. You say it's a blank check or they're asking for a blank check. Some have called it an overreach. Others out now just say it's a power grab. Uh, would you agree with that? Well, you know, from my perspective, and we've seen so much within our economy and our society kind of expose the cracks and, and the gaps that we have uh, during the pandemic. I think for me, the question that I'd like to ask the government, that we will be asking the government is, what's the rationale for wanting this kind of this kind of power over the next year? Uh, again, when the legislatures work really well together up until now, I think there are some things the government should be focusing on. And so, like, to me, if you're going to get this kind of extraordinary power for an extended period of time, doesn't mean that you're going to have a real plan to put in front of the parents and students here in Ontario for childcare and for schools reopening in the fall. Doesn't mean you're going to realize you got a pretty serious problem when in the midst of a pandemic, when temperatures soar to 40 degrees on a daily basis, you don't really know that you don't have proper air conditioning in some of your long-term care homes. So I think there are things government can do with powers when they request those powers. But I think to just sort of sit back and say, give us the power because it might be needed when you're not really pulling the needle through and saying, or pulling the thread through and saying, this is what we would use the power for, because we have an issue in education and parents are really nervous and so are students. We have an issue in long-term care and we want to fix it. To me, uh, an open-ended power without tying it back to those things that we really need right now in Ontario seems to be off the mark. Now, I would imagine the government's response, Mr. Del Duca, would be, again, we're living in extraordinary times. We're not exactly sure if we're going to see a second wave. We don't know everything we need to know about the coronavirus. And as a government, we need to be able to act, act quickly, act swiftly. Would that make sense to you? And that's why they want to extend some of these emergency measures, have them in place for the next year? I think if they'd had great difficulty over the last 17 weeks getting the emergency powers they needed to in the midst of a crisis, I could understand that approach. But as I said earlier, they've had no trouble whatsoever. Opposition parties, including Ontario Liberals, have asked important questions, but we've not at any point stood in the way of the government being able to act and help the people of Ontario. And I really wish Premier Ford and his team would step up and say, look, give us these powers and we we commit. Here's the real plan for schools reopening and for childcare spaces in the fall or 
you know, we're going to deal with the fact that people are really nervous about their own economic situation. So give us this power and we're going to help small business. Uh, give us this power. We're going to make sure that our parents and grandparents and long-term care homes have the care they need and the baths they need and the food that they should be eating. All of those things, I think, would be something that we could definitely rally behind or work with. But the open-endedness of this without any real clarity about why they feel they need the power in this moment just strikes me as being um, unreasonable. But again, we're going to talk about it as a caucus. We're going to keep asking questions of the government and try to help them see the light on those things that really do matter most to the people of Ontario in this moment. What is it that worries you about this or should worry Ontario taxpayers the most? As you mentioned, debate is going to happen on this uh, next week. You're going to caucus about it, talk about it amongst those in your party. But with a majority government, can anything anything really be done to stop this? Well, I mean, technically, obviously, with the majority government, they, they can push through legislation. Uh, if they have the cooperation of opposition parties, they can certainly navigate the process more quickly. Uh, but but I think what we're asking, and I'll speak only for us as an opposition party, we're just asking for reasonableness. Give us a sense of exactly why you need the powers. I've already highlighted two or three areas where having additional power might solve real problems people in Ontario are facing. Schools reopening, long-term care, small business supports, whatever it is. If you're actually drawing a connection back to those things that will matter to the people of Ontario, then, you know, I I think it could make sense. But just to say it's an open-ended need and we have a majority, therefore we're going to push it through, again, speaks to me and and tells me that that's a very that's a very unnecessary kind of view of leadership on the part of the premier. So uh, we're going to look to see how the debate unfolds. We're going to talk about it as a caucus. We're going to continue to make sure we are pushing hard for answers in those areas I talked about, school, long-term care, small business, the economy, all of that stuff, because I actually believe that's those are the most important areas for us to focus right now as we are slowly and carefully reopening. Joined by the leader of the Ontario Liberal Party, Stephen Del Duca. Well, I have you here, Mr. Del Duca. We're waiting, as I mentioned off the top, for Finance Minister Bill Morneau to give us the federal economic uh, snapshot. Estimates are that we could be looking at uh, record uh, deficit and debt levels here, maybe upwards of $300 billion. Should people, should taxpayers, should they be concerned about this uh, debt level? Are you concerned about it? I think we're going to see similar things, um, you know, proportionately similar things happening in Ontario when we hear a financial update from the Conservative government at Queen's Park at some point in the next number of weeks. I wish they would move it up and do it sooner. Obviously, the numbers are large, but I think the numbers the numbers represent exactly how, um, how much of a crisis we've just gone through as a country and as a province. Uh, I think what's most important for me is to continue to understand both federally and provincially how the uh, the significant interventions governments have made at both levels are actually designed to help real people uh, and not simply uh, prop up kind of, you know, whatever we had before. I think there's very much an appetite out there for a new normal that will help uh, help fill those gaps I talked about a second ago, uh, whether it's in education or public health and health care or long-term care, all of it. I think people will want to see and, and want to feel that whatever governments are coming up with will help them directly in their lives. And I think people do they do recognize that what we've gone through has been pretty extraordinary, pretty unprecedented. And so while there's always a concern about being balanced and always a concern about being very responsible with taxpayers' dollars, uh, I'm, uh, I'm now uh, 47 years of age, and the crisis we've just gone through is, uh, is again, something that is unprecedented in my lifetime. And I think governments uh, have needed to step up and respond to that accordingly. 
Yeah, for sure. And I don't think anybody would quibble with that. But having said that, we were talking to Deputy Toronto Mayor Stephen Holliday on the show yesterday. As you well know, I'm sure Toronto is $2 billion uh, in the red thanks to the uh, pandemic. And I guess whether it's local, provincial or uh, federal, are taxpayers, do you think, just going to have to get to used to? Because we're talking about debt that is probably generational here now in terms of being able to pay it off. Are taxpayers going to have to their mindset change that they're going to have to get used to paying more and getting less. You know, I'm not, I'm not entirely convinced that taxpayers across the board will have to, will, will necessarily have to be in that kind of trap. If I can put it that way, I think there are ways if we're making the right investments, I'll speak from a provincial perspective in the kind of economy we want to see on the other side, recognizing the next number of months will continue to be rocky. I think there is a way for us to experience pretty strong growth again here in the province of Ontario What's most important to me is that those gaps I talked about a second ago, that growing sense of inequality, that more people, for example, on our front lines have been particularly vulnerable, both leading up to and during the pandemic. We need we need a a new normal in our economy that that helps to sort of uh, close those gaps and uh, and lessen uh, the challenge that we see because because of growing inequality. We need to make sure that there are people who are most affected on those front lines are properly honored and properly compensated. We need to make sure that the recovery we have doesn't simply benefit very few and that it actually helps the middle class. It helps those who are, who are striving and working hard to join the middle class. So there's a lot for us to work on on the other side. I, and I really hope that we can do it together. But I, I do think there will be, you know, we're going to experience deficits for quite some time. You did mention municipalities, the city of Toronto specifically just a second ago. I will say, you know, and I've called on the government now twice to make uh, both provincially and federally to step into the space and provide immediate relief to municipalities. I think in particular it's important right now because whether it's Toronto or it's one of the other 443 municipalities we have in Ontario, um, a lot of them are looking at either real uh, serious deep cuts to services that will adversely impact people who are already being hit hard by the pandemic or massive spikes in property tax, neither one is a palatable option for me. So I, I've called on the province to step up and provide relief to the city of Toronto and other municipalities across the province. And I'm really hoping we're going to see that soon. Well, there certainly are some tough decisions and a lot of heavy lifting ahead. Mr. Del Duca, appreciate the time with us this afternoon. Thanks so much. Thanks, Jeff. Take care. You as well. There goes Stephen Del Duca, leader of the Ontario Liberal Party.